The two New York teams had very different nights. And one division leader could give another one of the division leaders some hope for their future. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, take a look at my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who's been a podcaster for over a decade. This is my fifth season here with Locked On MLB. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the Yankees' weird night, which in the end, it's binary. They won. The Mets' weird night, it's binary. They lost. And the Twins and the Rays are both in first place. They both won key games today. And the fate of the Rays could be better than people think. And you just have to look at the past of the Twins. Does that sentence make any sense? It might by the end of this show. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. By the way, thanks so much. I got a couple of nice notices from people who enjoyed the video that we did at Dodger Stadium over the weekend. I did have a lot of fun with that. Um, I was using, kind of holding my arm out like that for part of it. Another part of it, my son, Maddie was filming. And there's one specific point you could hear him laughing in the background. Um, uh, <laughs> Maddie thinks I'm funny. Um, so does Aiden, for that matter. Um, so let's just take let's take a look at the big the big game in the side eye going on. Um, uh, Stacy Gatsoulias mentioned this in Lockdown Yankees. I 100% agree. The the controversy involving Aaron Judge giving a side eye look to the Toronto Blue Jays and Blue Jays not being happy about that or something. I, I don't know. He, you know, Aaron Judge can do whatever he wants. You know, and and uh, you know, look at players will give each other looks. Players will taunt. People do stuff like that. That if that bothers you, then get the batter out. You know, if that bothers you, if you oh, that's not how uh, that's not the classy way or whatever. Shut up, get him out. And it happened today. And, you know, Blue Jays are not happy with the looks that Aaron Boone was giving to the dugout. And so what did he do with the score tied at three? Aaron Boone hit another home run. I think he's hit 600 home runs in the last five games. He has been unbelievable. Uh, And, you know, with that, the Yankees won another game, another key game. This one was against the the Toronto Blue Jays, a team that they – you know, I thought the Blue Jays were going to be a very good team this year. Um, they're good. And uh, the Yankees, I believe, have leapfrogged them. And with the Red Sox um, victory, their Red Sox are chipping away. But let's just go over this. I mean, the uh, in the last three games, uh, the, the, final, the final two games against Tampa Bay, 
you had uh, two home runs from Judge in one of them. Uh, he got a hit on he hit and drove in a run on Sunday. He hit two home runs last night. Hit a big home run tonight. I mean, he's just been on an absolute tear. He's been fantastic. And it wasn't that long ago the Yankees looked like they were staring at 500 and maybe falling like a rock. Well, you know, they've won seven of their last 10 games, including the last two against Toronto and Tampa Bay. So, um, and, you know, they needed that Oakland sweep to sort of kickstart the team. But, you know, they're, they're dusting themselves off. And they got a little bit of a snag today. Uh, Domingo Herman, who got off to a terrible start, he had a, his ERA in April was over five. And then suddenly Domingo Herman was pitching near no hitters. His ERA was you know, tumbling. He was fantastic. And by a complete coincidence, he had a foreign substance on his hand. And he is suspended for the next 10 days after being found with a foreign substance. He started the game with three no-hit innings today. And he's going to be suspended for 10 games, essentially two starts. And the Yankees can't replace him on the roster. And their starting pitching has not exactly been their strength recently. But we're starting to see their bats have come alive. And I think the Yankees are going to survive this. I, I You know, Herman is going to be what he is. Uh, and, and the Yankees uh, look good right now. Do they look better than the Rays? No. Do I think right now the Yankees are a better team than the Rays? No. Do I think the Yankees are going to make up these seven and a half games that separate the Rays and the Yankees? I don't know. I mean, they could, obviously, but I, it would be, uh, you know, it's a tough call. The Rays won again. And we're talking a little bit about the Rays in, in a, uh, uh, a larger uh, sense today. But um, the, the Rays went up against Justin Verlander. It's funny. I had um, Miller Thomas and I did the show the other day and we were talking about the disappointing Mets and the Mets lost eight to five because Justin Verlander got rocked in his first game at City Field as a member of the Mets. He, he got, you know, they, they blew the doors. They blew the doors off the car. I mean, he just didn't pitch well at all. Let up, you know, Paredes hit a pair of home runs. You know, the Rays took a, um, an, it was a 7 nothing lead, 6 nothing lead. And the Mets, you know, they, they chipped away and they chipped away. But the final score was 8-5. to five. It really wasn't that close. You know, and the Rays do what they do. You know, they, they've come into New York. They split the series with the Yankees. They won the game with the Mets. I mean, I think that they're, they're, they're showing that they're for real. But the Mets, man, they, the idea of having, you know, Scherzer and Verlander as the one-two punch, so far that has not exactly been a fruitful exercise for the New York Metropolitans. And as of this recording, they remain, you know, they're three games under 500. And we are roughly about 10 or 12 days away from that first checkpoint, Memorial Day. Now, the Mets can turn things around, of course, but the... the if they're not going to get a great year out of Scherzer, and we're starting to see the health things with Scherzer, and if they don't get a great game out of Verlander, and he's only he's been hit or miss so far, 
and certainly miss big time here. Uh, it's tough to it's tough to figure out how this team is gonna you know make things improve. And you know you take a look at the the National League East. I mean the Braves haven't been great recently, and actually the Marlins uh, they won a with a walk off home run today by Jorge Soler. You know the Marlins have leapfrogged everyone in the second place. This is a strange point. This is a real strange point. And the thing that I found interesting in the conversation I had with Miller Thomas in yesterday's show was that we were saying, well, should they do something? Should they make a move? They have the biggest payroll in baseball. They've been doing nothing but bringing in superstars. You know, at some point, you got to say, hey, we gave you the team to win. At some point, it's got to click. At some point, things have got to, you know, this Rubik's Cube has to come together. Otherwise, man, this is going to be the phantom menace of teams. And I don't think highly of that. Well, in the second part, I'm going to talk about two of the American League division leaders and how, well, the future of one may look brighter when you consider the past of another. But right now, it's time to talk about our new sponsor, which is Bird Dogs. Now, look at Bird Dogs. They give you the best, wonderful new clothing. And let me tell you something. The stuff that they're making is fantastic. I am wearing my pair of Bird Dogs right now, and they have a great stretchy fabric that feel great from, as shorts. They look great. They're comfortable. But unlike some shorts, you know, you put on some shorts, they're comfortable, but they look too comfortable. You know, you look like a slob going out there. You look like uh, that embarrassing dad that goes out there. That's not me. Now, I may be an embarrassing dad, but it's not because of my bird dogs. Now, look, at if you want to get up in the morning, do your thing. It's California where I live. It gets kind of warm. You put on a pair of shorts. You want to feel good about it. You want to feel good about what you're wearing. And no matter what you're doing, if you're going outside, you're doing work in the garden, I guess some people do that. You want to go take a walk. You want to go to the ball game. You want to go hang out with your kids. Whatever you do, it you feel great. You're comfortable. And you know what? You can wear them everywhere. So go to birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter promo code LockedOnMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order and you got to have the tumble you walk around comfortable in your shorts you want to feel comfortable with your drink too so check that out at birddogs.com slash locked on mlb and use that pro code locked on mlb feel comfortable drink comfortably that's bird dogs interesting thing the uh minnesota twins one today and Tampa Bay one today. Now the twins, uh, they went into Los Angeles and this is a big game for them. You know, you have a team that's in first place that has images of a division title dancing in their head and they go to LA and LA has been playing at a great clip. Remember when the Dodgers got off to that clunky start? Well, right now the Dodgers are playing at a clip that over 162 games will win them over a hundred. So I think they're okay. And they just finished sweeping the San Diego Padres, who are in a little bit of a tailspin themselves. They're kind of the Mets of the West. 
But the Minnesota Twins came to town and faced off against Clayton Kershaw. And uh, the results were a final of five to one. Now, it was actually a lot closer than that. But, um, you know, Kyle Farmer got a big home run. Uh, Willie Castro got a big hit. Uh, actually, Farmer Farmer got had a really good game. And, um, you know, Kershaw took the loss. Now, Kershaw didn't pitch badly. Actually, no, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong stat right now. Kershaw didn't get out of the fifth. My bad. I, I, I have my, I have the stats up here, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't he? And I, th- I was confusing myself. All right, either way, he still struck out seven in four innings. That's what I was looking at. Um, but, yeah, the Twins got the victory. They got the victory. Farmer had the big day. Homer, single, drove in three runs, got on base three times. He may have owned base. Well, I haven't gone through the, the stats yet. But the fact of the matter is, with Cleveland, Cleveland lost. They're not off to a great start. Minnesota has uh, is the only team in the American League Central with a winning record, and you know they're a legit team. And if they win the division this year, and they led the league, they led the division for most of the year last year, and they wound up wetting the bed in the finale. Now Detroit's played well recently, and they're climbing. Detroit's actually in second place right now. Um, Chicago seemed to homer at will against Cleveland today. They're, you know, Chicago's hoping that they can get the, you know, their stuff together. There's certainly enough talent on that team, but they're still playing sub 400 ball, as are Kansas City, who also won today against the Padres. Padres, what are you doing wrong? But the Twins, they're a good team. They're going to be, if not the division winner, then certainly going to be contending all year. And right now, as I said, they're in first place and the only team with, uh, who has their nose above 500. And you take a look at the squad and, you know, Rocco Bedelli's team is, uh, you know, they're a talented squad. They've had some big wins recently. And, you know, you see players, you know, Sonny Gray has pitched very well for them. Thank you very much. Joe Ryan has pitched really well for them. You know, Jorge Lopez has been uh, a solid acquisition for the team. They can pitch. They're getting the big hits when they need it. And it's not a going to be out of the question to have them win the division. And the Twins have been, over the last bunch of years, they've they won the division a ton of times in the 2000s. They won the division 2002, 3, 4, 6. Uh, they lost a one-game playoff in 2008. Went back and won the division in 09 and 2010. They won a little bit of a dry spell, got back in the playoffs in 2018. They won over 100 games in 2019. They won the division, the truncated season. Uh, now, granted, this hasn't translated into postseason success. They they beat the uh, Yankees in game one of the 2004 division series, and they haven't won a postseason series, uh, postseason game since, which is three for whatever it is it's it's been a while it's been a while all those years i rattled off from recent they they either got swept or they lost a one-game playoff but that being said that's a bunch of years where they've been competitive and i'm bringing that up for a reason it doesn't surprise anyone to hear the minnesota twins are a competitive team it doesn't surprise a soul to know that the twins have paid for quality players, sometimes have a decent-sized payroll. They're never going to be at the top of the payroll, but they've had years where they've played a bunch of players. Sometimes it's been successful. Sometimes it's not. 
They've had some big stars on the team. The 2000s, they had, you know, Johan Santana winning the Cy Young left and right. They had a pair of MVPs and Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer. Justin Morneau shouldn't have won the MVP. Derek Jeter should have, but don't tell anyone. You know, Torrey Hunter and Joe Nathan have been big stars on the team. And you know what? The Twins have been a really competitive team. And they they could very well win the division. They play in a great ballpark in Target Field. And Minnesota is a, you know, is a good sports region. It always drove me crazy when Minneapolis was considered a small market. Why are they a small market? They're a big, they're a big city with a lot of businesses in there. And there's another city right across the river in St. Paul. In fact, I would even go as far to say it's a twin city. But now when you think about Minnesota, that's a competitive team, good solid ballpark. And, you know, the Pollard family has owned it for, you know, since the Cretaceous period. I think they've owned the, the Twins since there was only one lake in Minnesota. And while it hasn't translated into a tremendous number of World Series titles, they have two, uh, one in 87, one in 91. They've been waiting for another trip to the World Series since 91. But they've usually put a good product on the field. There's been a couple of dips. Most of the time, Minnesota's been a good team. I don't like their new uniforms. I hate the M hat. The TC logo is one of the great. I love that logo. But I digress. They're a team that's not going anywhere. They're playing in target field. They're going to be competitive. They play in the central and... While I'm a big proponent of getting rid of the divisions altogether and just have the best teams, no matter where they are geographically, as long as we have divisions, the Twins are going to be a contender. Now, why am I bringing this up in conjunction with the Tampa Bay Rays? Because if you went back a couple of decades, the Minnesota Twins were targeted, no pun intended regarding their new field, as a team to be contracted. The Expos were a team that was targeted to be contracted. They didn't have a, they didn't have ownership. They didn't have this. They didn't have that. You know, uh, what was his name? Loria was shifted to the Marlins. The team was going to die on the vine. And the Pollad family basically said, yeah, we'll, we'll take the insurance, pull the plug. They played in the weird Metrodome. They couldn't get a good deal for a new stadium. They couldn't get a good deal in attendance. They couldn't get the money they were hoping to get. And the Minnesota Twins, after a, it had nothing to do with being a competitive team or not. Because in 2001, they were a competitive team. They challenged Cleveland. They were called the Indians back then for a division title. And they wound up losing, but were, had a decent team. But they were still targeted for contraction. It had nothing to do with whether or not they were good on the field or not. And it came down to it. Selig was willing to pull the plug. Polad was willing to accept the insurance money. And as it turned out, the twins were saved. And, you know, I think he handed it off to his son or his nephew, whomever it was with the new, new ones running the place. The next year, the twins won the division. But this is not about winning the division. It's about being able to be a successful and solvent team in there. Putting a quality team, but in a terrible stadium that people don't go to, a crazy dome, and eventually 
things started to turn around. Eventually, the management started investing in its own team, and the Twins got their new ballpark. And any talk about them being contracted, or at one point they were rumored to be moving to North Carolina, all of that went away. And now the Twins, maybe not one of the model friends, not one of the superstar franchises, but are considered to be a solid, stable team. No one thinks this team's going away, and they play in a wonderful new ballpark, oddly one that doesn't have a roof. And I still love to bring up the fact that in 2017, the Twins and the Rockies were both wildcard teams. And while they both lost the wildcard game, there was a scenario that they would have both have made the World Series, and you would have had an outdoor World Series in late October and early November in both Minneapolis and Denver. With all that snow, call me crazy, I kind of want to see that. But the twins, who were the poster children for a team that couldn't survive, a team that had the wrong stadium, a team that for the good of the baseball, the good of, of the sport, just get rid of it, turned everything around. And now they're like, no, we're the twins. We're decent payroll. We're competitive. We play in the stadium. And one of these years, all the flukes will line up together and they'll win a World Series like they did in 87 and 91. Now, what fan base can take heart in this? That a totally hopeless franchise, a totally hopeless team was able to find a solution and get to the point where if you're a Minnesota Twins fan under the age of 25 or so, you're like, what are you talking about? Contraction? They're the Twins. They play over there. Another team can take a lot of solace from that talk about that in the next segment but first let's talk a little bit about so rare now look at so rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 teams including the twins Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, competing with other player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your card. There's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So Rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand campaign and will engage with the SoRare community throughout the season at Major League Baseball events. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today with epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. How is this situation with the Minnesota Twins at the beginning of the 20th century any different than Tampa Bay has right now? Minneapolis is a bigger city than Tampa. Okay, but you've got a big region there. It could be The Rays could be a regional team. The Twins were floundering in a stadium no one wanted. The Rays are floundering in a stadium that no one wanted. The Twins remain competitive despite that great... Uh, hurdle that they had to go. Same thing with Tampa Bay. Now, 
the Rays actually have a decent following. People equate butts in the seats with the size of the fan base. It's not always the case. How often are you at a game? I was at one this weekend, in case you missed. The Rays get decent television ratings. The Rays have passionate fans. They just don't all make it out to St. Petersburg because the stadium's in the wrong place. They've certainly embraced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've also embraced the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, there's talk about whether or not they would want to build a new stadium for the Rays in Orlando. I think you can do it in Tampa. I think if you have the right stadium and the right infrastructure and keep this management, I think the management of the Rays are actually doing a decent job. Now, of course, everyone wants to move them all over the place. There was even talk about should they contract the Rays at one point? Absolutely not. Don't talk to me about contraction. We need expansion, but we also need to figure out the stadium for the A's and the Rays first. The A's, I can't scream at the tides. They're going to move and they're going to move to Las Vegas. I still am not into that. I still don't like that move. There's hope for the Rays. They can draw from all of Central Florida, including Orlando, and they can also put the team in the right place. There's a lot of people in Tampa. There's a lot of people in Western Florida who would embrace this team if they had a stadium that was worth going to in the right place. And they've got the television ratings to prove it. And they'll be able to put the good product on the field like they already are. If Minnesota can become a viable team, if the Minnesota Twins, who are on the verge of being the first major league team to be contracted since the beginning of the 20th century, could survive and ultimately thrive, then there's no reason it can't be the case for Tampa Bay. And you can use the Twins as your model, the type of stadium you need to build, the type of support you need to get. Now, of course, Minnesota is different than Tampa Bay. And there's a lot of fans with very deep roots in Minnesota, which you may not necessarily find with all the transplants in central Florida. But teams in Florida have been embraced. We've seen it. And we've seen it with Tampa fans. So I look at the success of the Twins. Now, granted, people say, well, if they win, maybe they this and this is, they are in a position where they certainly were not in this place 21 years ago or 22 years ago. You know that and I know that. And if the Rays can be in a situation where they're like, oh, they're in the middle of the pack with their uh, uh, payroll, they play in a nice ballpark, got to put a roof on it. Then you can take a good long look and say, okay, yeah, it can work here. They... Ownership is doing the right thing with the team. They're putting the right team on the field, and they're signing a few of them to long-term deals. So they're not pulling an A's and just letting the team die on the vine. But their fellow division leader is a walking example of why it could possibly work. Give some thought, Twins fans. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, as this happened as we were recording this, the Oakland A's wound up walking off against the Diamondbacks. Sorry, Millard. Uh, that's not good if you're trying to catch up with the Dodgers. 
and with that, the A's have 10 victories. So they are not going to go through the entire season with a single digit win column. So go to Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Given hope to a place where we, we thought they'd say nope, which is Tampa Bay Baseball. This has been Locked On MLB for the 17th day of May, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.